the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Donald Trump on the stump out west last night. Former President Trump returned to Arizona, a cradle of his political movement, to headline a rally in the desert that has been a striking testament to his continued popularity in that state. I love Arizona. We had a tremendous victory in Arizona that was taken away. I just want to wish everybody a happy new year. Three Arizona Republican political luminaries all spoke before the former president at the rally. It was his first stadium-style political event held so far in this midterm election year. He's scheduled to hold another one in Texas on January 29th. Bernie Bennett reporting. Bad weather in the south again. A dangerous winter storm sweeping through the southeast. Tens of thousands of customers without power now in Georgia. North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida, the big storm working its way up the coast now. This is SRN News. Dennis Prager explains his thoughts on college degrees. I knew it when I went to college. Pretty good no reason not to go to college. I'm going to spend four years and, let's see, $200,000, get into debt, not be able to buy a house for the foreseeable future, to learn not only nothing but lies. The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Live debate coverage comes your way this Tuesday evening from 7 to 9 p.m. here on The Patriot. We'll dive into the topics that matter most to you with the gubernatorial frontrunners. Stream every moment with our free app or join us at am1280thepatriot.com. The forecast for today, we're looking at a slight chance of snow and a high of 30 with a low of 16 for tonight. Tomorrow, partly sunny and a high of 27 with a low of 20. This is AM 1280, The Patriot. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we'd like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag Narn Show for any comments or questions. And as always, we uh, appreciate you tuning in on what is a uh, oh, kind of a gray Sunday afternoon. Uh, still a little cold out. Uh, yesterday, I don't think it got above single digits. Uh, but uh, it uh, at least the sun was shining. So it gives you kind of the, uh, I don't know, kind of the pretense that it might feel a little warmer yesterday than it does today. But it's kind of gray and Coolish out, but uh, Jacob, didn't you say it's going to get into the 30s this week, uh, mid to upper 30s? I'll take that, absolutely. So uh, uh, I don't have a south-facing driveway, so anytime it could get a little warmer is the better. Uh, these, uh, you know, uh, our neighbors across the street that have a south-facing driveway, I mean, they could just do a, you know, haphazard shoveling or plowing of the driveway, and then it melts off because it faces to the south. You know, ours doesn't have that luxury, so we need a little warmer, I guess. But <clears throat> anyways, I digress. Uh, when I was growing up, I was often read a book, and it, and it came out in 1972, so I was uh, I was three years old in 1972, so this book was very much a part of my childhood, a book that was read to me entitled Alexander in the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. 
And I immediately thought of that particular book when I thought of President Joe Biden this past week. I deemed it uh, Joe Biden's terrible, horrible, no good, very bad week. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was not a good week for the president. He has not even been in office a full year. He'll be commemorating one year in office this Thursday, January 20th. And it has just been an absolute, uh, let's call it what, what it is. It's been a disaster uh, for his time in office. Now, he enjoyed the, the, the obligatory, uh, d- decent, you know, above high average approval ratings, above 50% approval ratings when he first, you know, took office because, you know, whenever there's a change, especially when an incumbent is, ki- is kicked out of office, you know, people have this renewed sense of optimism because obviously Joe Biden won a majority of the of the, of the votes cast. And, and yes, he did. Uh, you know, I, I immediately hear the gnashing of teeth of some of my listeners who claim to this day that there was rampant fraud and the election was stolen from Trump. Yet Joe Biden won the election. You know, there's no wiggle room there. Well, here's interesting. CBS News, they the uh, Twitter feed, CBS News poll uh, this morning put out a a poll of the, you know, do you feel that Joe Biden is competent, focused, and effective? And in April of 2021, just, you know, two and a half, three months into his presidency, 56% viewed Joe Biden as competent, 56% viewed him as focused, and 55% viewed him as effective. Well, as CBS News poll puts this, after the much-criticized way U.S. troops left Afghanistan, Biden took a hit on some specific qualities, and he has yet to recover that lost ground. And that took place over the summer, last August. So all of a sudden, just after the troop withdrawal of Afghanistan, which I, I believe the majority of the of Americans supported, but it's how it was done that left people wanting. All of a sudden, he's underwater. Forty nine percent thought he was competent. Forty eight percent said he thought he was focused. Forty seven percent thought he was effective. So about half. Okay, so it's 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 pretty much an even split. Now he's well on he's well under fifty percent. Forty six percent view him as competent. Forty three percent as focused, and 40% as effective. And his overall job approval ratings has been consistently uh, underwater since the Afghanistan debacle. So I say all that to say that what happened this past week has not helped that situation one iota. Uh, I know I cite Eric Erickson on the show a lot. Eric Erickson, conservative commentator. Follow him on Twitter at EW Erickson. And he, he, he follow his Facebook page too because he live streams his radio show, which is on 11 to 2 p.m. Uh, our time. Uh, very, very insightful. Very opinionated. Yeah, he's he's a right of center political, but you know what? When our When our side i.e. conservatives are screwing up and are not politically savvy and are doing dumb things, he's not afraid to call them on it. Okay, he's 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 not a Sean Hannity. All right, Sean Hannity is, is the uh, a good foot soldier for someone like a Trump, all right, where he's never going to criticize his own side, even though there's plenty to criticize on the Trump side. Uh, Eric Erickson said recently, he, he pondered recently, how is it, that Joe Biden and the Democrats are just so awful politically. I mean, they're still essentially relitigating the Trump presidency, even though Trump is out of office. They're still ginning up memories of January 6, 2021. Okay, even though many polls, including a morning consult uh, poll within the past couple of weeks, showed that uh, the views of Donald Trump have essentially been rehabbed and they don't hold Republicans, all Republicans responsible for the actions of January 6th. Yet the Democrats keep ginning it up. And then you, you come to Joe Biden 
Joe Biden was a U.S. senator for 36 years. And then he was vice president for eight years. So before he even assumed the Oval Office as president of the United States, Joe Biden was firmly entrenched in the Washington, D.C. trough for 44 years. And yet, as again, Eric Erickson pondered, how can this guy be so bad at politics? What do I mean by that? Well, we're going to go back, focus specifically on this past week. Let's start with this past Tuesday. He decided he he had made an arrangement that he is going to uh, go down to Georgia, give a speech in Georgia, uh, attempting to gin up support for legislation that has zero chance of passing. Because this is legislation which is going to require 60 votes to stop debate on the legislation before it even receives an up or down vote. And because Democrats have the majority, people look at it and say, well, if all 50 Democrats vote for this legislation that Joe Biden is touting, then Kamala Harris, who as vice president is president of the Senate, she would cast a tie-breaking vote. Boom, legislation passes. The problem is, is West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin does not support this John Lewis Voter Rights Act that President Biden is touting. And he, along with Kirsten Sinema, senator out of Arizona, they both oppose the changing of the filibuster because the Democrats, seeing an opportunity where they have the majority in all of Washington, granted a slim majority in the House and a razor-thin majority in the Senate, they look at that as some sort of mandate, which is buffoonery. Because the majority they have in the House actually shrank in 2020 significantly when they were projected to gain seats. So this idea that they have some sort of mandate just never made any sense to me. But the point is, he went to Georgia to tout this Voting Rights Act. Because the, 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 the idea is, let's go to Georgia where it's not only this voter uh, uh, Voting Reform Act that they passed, Last year, and Governor Kemp signed into law, Joe Biden called it Jim Crow 2.0. And then he tried to make it funny. Oh, it's not just it's not just Jim Crow. It's not it's worse than Jim Crow. It's Jim Eagle. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. See what he did there? Invoking another species of the ornithological kingdom. Uh-huh. Very funny there, Joe. That's a bad grandpa joke. But anyways. So he figured he'd go down there, and plus you have Stacey Abrams, who's a rising star of the Democrat Party, even though she's really never done anything of substance. She lost in 2018 the governor's race to now Governor Brian Kemp, but never really officially conceded that she lost. But yet questioning election results is only a threat to our democracy if a Republican does it, apparently. Well... Be that as it may, Stacey Abrams, arguably the uh, one of the more popular Democrats in the state of Georgia, and she's been one of the strongest advocates for voter reforms, voting uh, enhancing uh, enhancement of um, voting rights as they see it. Okay, and yet Joe Biden is going to go down to Georgia. And Stacey Abrams, you would think, Stacey Abrams is going to be the Democrat candidate for governor this year in a rematch against Brian Kemp. You would think that this would be an opportunity to stand next to the highest-ranking elected official in her party, i.e. the President of the United States. So Joe Biden decides, well, I'm going to give this speech down in Georgia on Tuesday. Well, here's a couple things. Number one, what happened Monday night? The University of Georgia Bulldogs football team won the national championship. And yet, within 12 hours, Joe Biden is going to get beyond the ground to deliver a speech. Half the state of Georgia probably wasn't even awake because they were hungover from celebrating their national championship victory Monday night. And then you and then on top of that, 
You have Stacey Abrams, again, arguably the state's most visible Democrat when it comes to making a push for voter reforms. She wasn't even going to be there. She's going to be the 2022 Democrat candidate for governor, yet couldn't be bothered to be seen with the highest-ranking elected official in her party. Why do you think that is? That's a rhetorical question, by the way, but in case you are uh, genuinely wondering, again, take a look at Joe Biden's approval ratings, job approval ratings. If he were not double digits underwater, do you think Stacey Abrams would have been hesitant to stand beside him? No. So this this was Joe Biden's first big mistake, is he's going to go to Georgia. By the way, this, this matchup had been set for over a week. You know, and I don't know how how far in advance he set up this this uh, campaign speech in Georgia, but that turned you know that may have been just kind of an unfortunate timing sort of thing. Maybe he didn't, you know, they weren't looking that far ahead. Who's to say? Maybe they had already built they had scheduled this this talk a couple weeks out. I don't know, but it ended up being a resounding blunder because again, the last thing people want to do when they're celebrating the state university's first national championship in football in 40-plus years. Uh, The last thing they're going to want to do is partake in a political speech, okay? Pretty much because, again, they were probably celebrating well into the wee hours of the morning. Uh, So that was just the first part of this. Getting to the actual speech... Yeah, that's going to be uh, that's going to be the real humdinger here. Well, we have some audio clips regarding that, and also are available to take your phone call six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N A R N Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider and are only available if the provider determines a prescription is appropriate. Subscription required. See website for full details and important safety information. Hey guys, good news. The outrageously expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And Hems makes it extra affordable. You pay just 30 bucks for a month's supply. And right now, get your first online doctor's visit totally free when you go to 4 slash joy. That's right, free, zero copay, no expensive appointments, no awkward face-to-face conversations to get your prescription. Hems connects you to doctors online who can evaluate you and, if appropriate, prescribe your ED medication. And a pharmacy sends it right to your door. Hems makes it affordable, private, and incredibly easy. Nobody likes dealing with ED. Now, thanks to Hems, nobody has to. And that's really good news. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash joy. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018. That's 800-884-9018. 
GodTube.com. Inspiration, comedy, music, faith, and fun. Get the best of GodTube every morning and start your day with a smile. Great faith-based videos sent to your inbox daily when you subscribe at GodTube.com, a division of Salem Media Group. sitting there watching uh, NFL reels on Instagram, and I was like, oh, I got a show to do here. <laughs> hey, welcome back. AM1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. Here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Excuse me. For any comments or questions, and as always, uh, we appreciate you tuning in. Again, uh, talking about uh, President Biden's terrible, horrible, no good, very bad week. It all got started uh, early this past week, this past Tuesday, when he went down to Georgia to give a speech to uh, tout legislation that had zero chance of passing, simply because, well, the uh, senator's cinema and Manchin Democrats uh, are unwilling to go nuclear and eliminate the legislative filibuster. And I guarantee you this, there are more senators that are hesitant to do so, uh, but they're letting uh, Manchin and Cinema kind of take the shrapnel because both are in relatively safe seats for them. So, uh, yeah, it's just more than just them, but again, they're uh, they're the ones getting pig-piled upon. But Joe, uh, Joe Biden goes down to Georgia, uh, and I guess... He feels as though if he starts labeling his opponents as enemies, domestic enemies and racists like Bull Connor and and George Wallace, um, maybe people will see the light. Who's to say? It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it works out for you. Uh, Let's start with uh, our audio clips. Let's go to uh, cut number one. Again, these uh, first two cuts are from... Joe Biden's speech down in Georgia Tuesday morning. We will start with cut number one. I will not yield. I will not flinch. I will defend the right to vote. Our democracy against all enemies, foreign and, yes, domestic. So there you have it. Uh, If you oppose this federal, the federalizing of our elections and you have conscientious objections to this legislation based on the substance of the legislation, You're for suppressing the vote. You're a domestic enemy, basically in the minds of the sitting president of the United States. Okay? But, hey, uh, sweet, sweet norms and guardrails of our Constitution or something. That's why Trump was kicked out of office, because he was continually violating norms and threatening the very founding of our Constitution. But people don't seem to have those same concerns about the sitting president of the United States now that replaced the guy who is violating norms. Hmm. Uh, let's, uh, move right into, uh, cut number two. This is, uh, Biden. Uh, the president cites the Holy Bible in his demagoguing of the Voting Rights Act. Cut number two. Longer lines at the polls. Lines that can last for hours. You've seen it with your own eyes. People get tired. They get hungry. When the Bible teaches us to feed the hungry and give water to the thirsty, the new Georgia law actually makes it illegal Think of this. I mean, 2020, and now 22, going into that election, it makes it illegal to bring your neighbors, your fellow voters, food or water, while they wait in line to vote. What in the hell heck are we talking about? Ah, uh, okay. Um, people being hungry and thirsty in biblical times. Are those they're typically it's typically within the context of, oh, I don't know, people being stranded uh, away from their homes in a desert or in rampant poverty. And you're putting that on par with people who have to stand in line for a couple of hours (gasps) in order to exercise their right to vote. Honest to God, is he is he is he doing that? And here here again. The president of the United States assumes you're stupid. Now, if there are any progressives out there who are listening, what what infuriates you more? That he thinks you're stupid? 
or that he's flat out lying to you. Because it's one or the other. He thinks you're stupid or he's just bald-faced lying to you. The, the, what he's referring to is how when people were standing in line, what was happening was you had political activists coming and giving them food and water with political messages on them, with touting candidacies, you know, a specific candidate. You're essentially going there trying to campaign people while they're standing in line to vote. Now, you can argue whether that's good or bad, but the context of it is they were trying to limit campaign activities while people were standing in line waiting to vote. In a sense, in a, in a sense, trying to prevent people from tampering with someone's who they're going who they're going to vote for. Okay. Again, you can argue whether that logic is sound or not, or whether that should have been included in the law or not. But the fact that they just want to starve people and make them thirsty—it's it, just stupid, absolutely stupid. Uh, I have a couple more sound clips, but before I get to the uh, next one here, let's see what I got in the order. Yeah, I, I do want to read from this quote. Uh, Senator Mitt Romney out of Utah, probably one of the more even-handed senators when it comes to giving credit where credit is due to a president and being critical of a president, regardless if that president uh, is of his same party. Heck, Donald Trump was of the same party as Mitt Romney, Republican. And the first day Romney assumed office in January of 2019, he was elected senator of Utah, November 2018, assumed office January 2019, there was an op-ed, I think it was in the New York Times, Washington Post, don't remember which, where Mitt Romney basically was blasting President Trump, telling him that, hey, character matters here. Let's kind of shape up a little bit, because unfortunately, we Republicans, we don't have the majority in the House anymore. So we're going to have to kind of up our character game, so to speak. Was was very critical of Trump. All right? So... Mitt Romney comes out, and here's his quote from the Senate floor. President Biden goes down the same tragic road taken by President Trump, casting doubt on the reliability of American elections. This is a sad, sad day. I expected more of President Biden, well, I sure as hell didn't, uh, who came into office with the stated goal of bringing the country together. Uh, more from Romney. There is also a reasonable chance Republicans will win both houses in Congress and that Donald Trump himself could once again be elected president in 2024. Have Democrats thought what it would mean for them, for the Democrat minority, to have no power whatsoever? Oh, he's right. He's right. Uh, I don't, I, I'll don't. i save this audio clip for the other side. I don't have quite time to get to this, so I have uh, cut number three ready to go when we come back on the other side. But this this is more in line with, the president being adamant that the filibuster be eliminated. But because Senators Manchin and Cinema say no every single time it's asked or the question is broached, then President Biden gets so desperate he's asking for, you know, maybe a carve-out. Well, you know, there's a, a carve-out for this particular legislation, but we'll leave it in place for, for all others, which is it's silly, it's lunacy, it's desperation. And, and the filibuster is always meant to be is in place so that some of the more for lack of a better word radical changes in our in our in the laws on the books or radical addition shall we say should have a substantial majority 60 votes i i don't think that that's unreasonable and you get all these progressive senators flailing say well and nowhere in the constitution uh, is is a word filibuster anywhere? But yet, Democrats were more than willing to use the filibuster last year for Senator Tim Scott's police reforms bill, or it was a, I guess twenty twenty, just before the election, because of course they didn't want their Republicans to have a a, a legislative victory in a in an area and a policy that the Democrats feel that they have the market cornered on, i.e., police reforms, and then. There was a there was some legislation going through the Senate about heavy sanctions against Russia because of the Nord II uh, pipeline, and Democrats filibustered it. 
So while they're saying that the filibuster is a threat to our democracy, they're still willing to use it whenever it suits them politically. So 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Yeah, we still got a few more uh, sound clips to go regarding uh, President Joe Biden's terrible, horrible, no good, very bad week. And that's coming up next right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. the latest reporting and analysis on the big stories of the day on the Daybreak Insider podcast. It's top-notch reporting from SRN News along with the sharpest insight from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, Sebastian Gorka, and the voices of townhall.com. The Daybreak Insider podcast. It's your first look at today's top stories. Available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and at salempodcastnetwork.com. So I invested in one of those fancy new exercise bikes. Without a doubt, a very special tool to help me get healthier. The problem is three days go by, then four, and I've done nothing. And then it's night five, and I'm sitting at the kitchen table, and I look down at myself, and I can't help but just laugh. Because there I am, wearing the exercise t-shirt that came with the bike, and I'm eating two corn dogs. And I think we'd all agree, the special tool only matters if we use it to our benefit. At United Faith Mortgage, we believe we have an advantageous tool for you. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions. There's no middleman. And often, this allows us to get you a better rate on your refinance or new home purchase, which can save you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Dot corporate Animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. License in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about the 100% drug-free relief factor. We all deal with aches and pains in our day-to-day lives, and I have had my fair share, including injuries like a detached quad muscle that I can tell you fell into the category of really bad pain. But I've been able to manage the pain by taking Relief Factor. It helps your own body to attack and fight off sources of inflammation, the source of most of our aches and pains. And I've loved it for years now. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick starter pack for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. To do you right, we take time for a barbecue flavor that will blow your mind. Get that Rack Shack attack, oh, Rack Shack barbecue. Make fresh daily cater to you. Homemade sauces, secret rubs too. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. Oh, Hey, welcome back. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thanks as always tuning in six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. You can also weigh in via Twitter hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N A R N Show for any comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, continue continuing with weighing in on uh, President Biden's awful. Uh, demagogic, uh, divisive speech that he gave on Tuesday. Uh, And for what? He's touting legislation that has zero chance of passing because, number one, the filibuster is going to remain in place. And even if if Senators Manchin and Sinema agreed to uh, get rid of the filibuster, Joe Manchin uh, doesn't sound like he's on board with this legislation. So, uh, but... Didn't stop uh, the president from uh, attempting to demagogue it. I don't know if he thought that this was going to shame people into supporting this or or what, 
But I left off with a quote from Senator Mitt Romney out of Utah. He was on the Senate floor saying President Biden goes down the same tragic road taken by President Trump, casting doubt on the reliability of American elections. This is a sad, sad day. I expected more of President Biden, who came into office with the stated goal of bringing the country together. Uh, Not to be outdone, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell from the Senate floor also uh, had his uh, threw in his two cents. Uh, Cut number three. Go ahead. Yesterday, that very same man delivered a deliberately divisive speech that was designed to pull our country further apart. Twelve months ago, this president said we should see each other not as adversaries, but as neighbors. Yesterday, he called millions of Americans his domestic enemies. Twelve months ago, the president called on Americans to join forces, stop the shouting, lower the temperature. But yesterday, he shouted that if you disagree with him, you're George Wallace. George Wallace. What's praise? If you don't pass the laws he wants, you're Bull Connor. And if you oppose giving Democrats untrammeled one-party control of the country, well, you're Jefferson Davis. Twelve months ago, this president said disagreement must not lead to disunion. Ah, but yesterday he invoked the bloody disunion of the Civil War, the Civil War, to demonize Americans who disagree with him. He compared, listen to this, a bipartisan majority of senators to literal traitors. How profoundly, profoundly unprecedented. Look, I've known, liked, and personally respected Joe Biden for many years. I did not recognize the man at the podium yesterday. So when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Uh, Jen Psaki, the press secretary, some people dub her Little Red Lying Hood. I'm not doing that, however. I'm just saying some people say that. Uh, Cut number four, this is Jen Psaki when asked at a press briefing what she thought of some of the senator's comments. Uh, Senator Romney today basically said, uh, I'll use the exact quote, that the speech yesterday that the president gave was, quote, going down the same tragic road taken by President Trump and casting the doubt on the reliability of American elections. Does the White House have a response to that? I, with, with all due respect to, to Senator Romney, I, I think anyone would note there's a night and day difference between fomenting an insurrection based on lies totally debunked by 80 judges, including Trump-appointed ones, and election authorities across the country, and making objective true statements, which is what the president made yesterday about no, the did. effects of a coordinated nationwide effort to undermine the constitutional right to vote. I know there has been a lot of claim of the offensive nature of the speech yesterday, which is hilarious on many levels, given how many people sat silently over the last four years for the former president. But I would note that in our view and the president's view, what is far more offensive is the effort to suppress people's basic right to exercise who they want to support and who they want to elect. That's not a partisan thing. Uh, and that uh, that was why he gave such a strong speech yesterday. A speech full of lies and demagoguery, which he failed to uh, mention, of course. Uh, Mitt Romney? Mitt Romney never criticized Donald Trump. Is that did she honestly say that? Well, it's amazing they criticize our guy, but when Donald Trump did all this, boy, they uh, they didn't have a whole lot to say. Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney, from day one was critical of President Trump. From the de- like I like I mentioned last segment, Mitt Romney was no sooner sworn into office as a U.S. senator out of Utah than an op-ed he wrote appeared in the Washington Post criticizing Donald Trump. So that doesn't work there, Jen. Doesn't work. But again, when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And she's just allowed to get away with, well, you know, I mean, it's it's a night and day difference. I mean, people are trying to undermine our, our voting system, which is bullpucky. And as I'll play in a clip later, someone from CNN, yes, CNN, when you've lost CNN, 
uh, you know you're hurt. You know you're hurting. Uh, they point out some cold hard facts. But here's a, a Gates McGavitt put together a tweet storm. He's a director of strategic communications for the, the Republican Party. Uh, you know, Jen Psaki just com- dismisses like, well, people are trying to undermine, you know, the democracy with their voting laws. Again, they think you haven't read the voting laws and they think you're too stupid to understand them. OK, so I'll just uh, we'll just read a, just a few of the falsehoods that have been that were perpetuated in Joe Biden's speech. Uh, first of all, Biden claimed that Republicans are enacting voter suppression in states like Georgia. In fact, turnout in Atlanta's mayoral election rose by 17 percent compared to 2017 following the passage of Senate Bill 202, Georgia's recent election integrity legislation. Biden repeatedly tied Dems election takeover bills to the original 1965 Voting Rights Act. He's referencing the fact that H.R. 4 tries to resuscitate the VRA's concept of preclearance, requiring states to get D.C. approval before making basic changes to their voting laws. Preclearance was ruled unconstitutional by the Supreme Court in 2013, which uh, you remember that was the ruling where Tinky Winky, the current House House Majority Leader in the Minnesota House, uh, referred to... um, what you call it, uh, Clarence Thomas as an Uncle Thomas? Yeah, that was uh, as a result of that Supreme Court ruling. Uh, preclearance was ruled, unco- ruled unconstitutional by the Supreme Court in 2013. Why? Because it's 2022, not 1965, and it's now just a blatant federal overreach. Here's another one. Biden claimed that senators daring to oppose his dramatic, unprecedented voting legislation is an example of minority rule. 50 GOP senators and a couple of Democrats are the ones standing in the way of his radical plans. Math is hard, but that's not a minority. Biden repeatedly cast Republican election laws as extreme and narrowly supported. The polling shows the exact opposite. 79% of Americans support support voter ID. 68% of Americans want local officials, not D.C., to set election rules. 87% of Americans want to ban ballot harvesting. Also, just noting, Biden's home state of Delaware has more restrictive voting laws than Georgia. Delaware restricts drop box access. Georgia doesn't. Delaware offered zero weeks of early voting prior to 2022. Georgia offers nearly three weeks. Delaware requires an excuse for absentee voting. Georgia does not. In closing, calling people racist for wanting basic election safeguards isn't a winning strategy. No amount of angry screaming into a microphone will change that. No wonder Stacey Abrams didn't show up Tuesday. Yeah, that and the fact that, again, 39% approval rating, that's probably not conducive to her uh, electoral campaign for Georgia governor. That's for sure. Uh, we only got a couple minutes left in the segment. I do want to get to our final sound clip, but I want to get to our caller uh, on the line first. Uh, line one, Mark, St. Louis Park. Mark, always good to hear from you, sir. How are you? Brad, as usual, thanks for taking my call. I'll try to be super quick. A uh, uh, couple of big lies in the past few years. Trump-Russia collusion, that was the biggest lie, which was a total fraud. We, yep. When you've now found that out. The, the, uh, big, uh, the second biggest lie was police were going around hunting down uh, black blacks. And we, there isn't a uh, study or, or stat that proves that. Just And you know, we've now got the new big lie, voter suppression. I watched the hearings last week in the, uh, on the House side. And Rodney Davis, who was a lead Republican... He stated that he uh, he offered, he asked the Democrats, "Can you produce one person out of 330 million who can prove they were discriminated against or had any barriers to allow them not to vote? Anybody out of 330 million, the Democrats didn't didn't bite, but not even produce one person who could prove that. So that's now the new big lie: the voter suppression. And I'll hang up and get get your opinion on that." Yeah, Mark, you're exactly right, and that's the thing. This, this someone said this is a uh, this is a solution to for, to something that isn't a problem. I mean, you need to look no further than this last election. How many? I mean, it was the largest turnout in in American history, and yet Joe Biden is citing people that have to stand in line for two hours without water. I'm like, my God, I I I usually am in my polling place. Again, this is just me. Everybody's different. I'm at my polling place before 7 a.m., before it opens, standing in line, 
ensuring that I get in there er- as early as possible so I can cast my vote and then move on to my my uh, day job. And um, if I I always eat breakfast beforehand, and if I know that there's going to be a big line, would it behoove you to, you know, maybe grab a bite to eat beforehand? I mean, the silly things that he's citing, I, it just. It, it, it's absolutely unbelievable. But Mark's exactly right. This is they're just shouting this from the hills, voter suppression, voter suppression. Uh people offer anecdotal evidence, but anecdotal evidence is not a sign of a trend here, that is for sure. Uh Aaron Burnett, CNN. Uh this is uh, cut number five. Again, when you've lost CNN, if you're a Democrat president and you've lost CNN, you've lost. Uh this is Aaron Burnett breaking down some more parts of Biden's speech. Because he has thus far presented voting rights as a morally right or morally decrepit choice, that there's a right and there's a wrong. Here he is this week in Georgia. The consequential moments in history, they present a choice. Do you want to be the side on the side of Dr. King or George Wallace? Do you want to be on the side of John Lewis or Bull Connor? Do you want to be the side of Abraham Lincoln or Jefferson Davis? The side of right or the side of racism. That's what's being presented. Even the second ranking Democrat in the Senate, Dick Durbin, said Biden, quote, went a little too far in his rhetoric in that particular comment. And a right versus wrong simplistic view here is a problem, first of all, because more people voted than ever before in the last election. So to just broadly talk about voter suppression may miss that very crucial point. And take vote by mail as one example. Here's what Biden said this week, criticizing Georgia's new law. Voting by mail is a safe and convenient way to get more people to vote. So they're making it harder for you to vote by mail. Nope, they're not. Okay. Well, New York is one of the most reliably Democratic states in the United States, and New York requires people to request absentee ballots, just like the new Georgia law does. Now, Georgia allows anyone to request an absentee ballot. New York does not. In New York, it's actually more restrictive. There are specific guidelines as to who can request an absentee ballot. In fact, back in November, New Yorkers voted down a constitutional amendment that would allow anyone to request an absentee ballot for any reason at all by 55 to 45 percent in an overwhelmingly Democratic state. And let's take a look at early voting. Georgia, the new law, uh, the law that's sort of Abraham Lincoln versus Jefferson Davis, allows for 17 days of early voting. New York only has nine. Okay, so there you have it. Uh, Aaron Burnett, CNN, hardly a conservative stooge, basically breaks it down. So, yeah, uh, the lie, the, the speech was full of demagoguery. You knew that. I mean, saying, are you on the side of Dr. King or George Wallace? Are you on the side of John Lewis or Bull Connor? You know, so basically saying you cannot have any substantive objections to this bill because it's we declare it morally right, by golly, and you're going to you're going to fall in line. And you can't have any questions about how this will adversely impact voting laws already in place. And with these voting laws already in place, okay, there was record turnout in 2020. And as I just indicated, Georgia, I mean, municipal elections, turnout was up 17% from the previous municipal elections of 2017. So, so much for voter suppression. But as Mark from St. Louis Park indicated, this is going to be uh, the new statement that is beaten into the ground. Voter suppression, voter suppression, voter suppression, uh, until uh, people just uh, fall in line. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Do you suffer from sharp shooting, aching neck, or back pain? Have you found yourself discouraged because the only solutions you've been offered to treat your pain or disc injuries are medications, injections, or surgery? Abundant Life Chiropractic Health and Injury Center has a time-tested, proven track record of treating spine and nerve injuries from acute and chronic bulge discs, herniated discs, and pinched nerves. Their non-invasive, non-surgical decompression techniques have helped hundreds of patients 
Get relief from debilitating neck and back pain caused by disc injuries. If you're ready to reclaim your health, contact Abundant Life Chiropractic Health and Injury Center in Chanhassen. They're here to help you. As an AM 1280 The Patriot listener, you receive a special $49 Get Acquainted offer. That's a $250 value for just $49. Go to AbundantLifeChiropractor.com to schedule your full disc and spinal workup. That's AbundantLifeChiropractor.com. We expect our information in real time. U.S. Med carries continuous glucose monitors, which provide real-time readings of blood glucose levels. U.S. Med is an approved provider for Medicare and over 500 private insurers. So call 800-730-8405 today for a free insurance and Medicare benefits check. As easy as... That's 800-730-8405. We wanted a four-wheel drive SUV, so we just stopped at Invergrove Hyundai, and we like what we see. And obviously the same day even, I bought one. Hi, this is Gary in Maplewood, and that started the relationship with uh, Invergrove Hyundai, and I'm on my third Hyundai since. I've bought at least 20 new cars. And in all the dealerships that I've dealt with, I've never felt more at home and appreciated than I have with Inver Grove Hyundai. I would just say that anybody looking for a vehicle, give Inver Grove Hyundai a shot at it. You'll be happy you did. I would more than highly recommend Inver Grove Hyundai. I'm a partner of theirs forever, just for the way I was treated at, uh, at their dealership. I, I just can't say enough. Every new Hyundai, like the 2022 Santa Fe, comes with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain, and Hyundai Assurance. Check out their new inventory arriving daily at InvergroveHyundai.com. Have you been charged with a gun crime? Have you lost your gun rights due to an old criminal offense? Have you been denied a permit to carry or a purchase of a firearm? I'm attorney Kelly Keegan, and I can help. Contact us for a free consultation at KeeganLawOffice.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment this hour. I remember when Mary Lou... By the way, 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And I was remiss in not mentioning, uh, if you go to our Facebook page, just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, you can find the live stream there and also leave a comment in the comment section. Uh, Gary from War Road says hello. Well, hello back, Gary. I appreciate you uh, tuning in. It's probably a little colder in War Road than it is here. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that, but uh, Gary seems to check in every week. We certainly appreciate that very much. Uh, again, we're going to wrap up this hour where kind of the theme has been uh, President Biden's terrible, horrible, no good, very bad week. Uh, talked about his demagogic speech uh, in Georgia regarding uh, the Voting Rights Act that had no chance of passing. Uh, that seems to be politics 101, where you would probably want to, oh, I don't know, tout legislation that has a prayer of passing, which this did not. Uh, and then it wrapped up with a, a couple of rulings and a couple of numbers that went against him. Uh, the uh, This from uh, Fox Business, the Supreme Court blocks President Biden's OSHA vaccine mandate, which uh, but it keeps it in place for healthcare workers. Again, this is from Fox Business. The Supreme Court on Thursday issued mixed rulings in a pair of cases challenging Biden administration's COVID-19 vaccine mandates, allowing the requirement for certain health care workers to go into effect while blocking enforcement of a mandate for businesses with 100 or more employees. The latter, an Occupational Safety and Health Administration rule that took effect on Monday, said that businesses with at least 100 employees needed to require workers to get vaccinated or get tested weekly and wear a mask. The court ruled that OSHA lacked the authority to impose such a mandate because the law that created OSHA, quote, empowers the secretary to set workplace safety standards, not broad public health measures, close quote. Although COVID-19 is a risk that occurs in many workplaces, it is not an occupational hazard in most, the court ruled. COVID-19 can and does spread at home, in schools, during sporting events, and everywhere else that people gather. That kind of universal risk is no different from day-to-day dangers that all face from crime, air pollution, or any number of communicable diseases. You kind of had a feeling that this that's kind of how it was going to go, that they were going to shoot down 
uh, the employer mandate, uh, particularly the line of questioning that was at, that was posed by the justices. Um, and you pretty much knew the ones that were going to dissent, uh, uh, Breyer, Sotomayor, and Kagan, su- not surprisingly, uh, all dissented, uh, particularly so- Sonia Sotomayor uh, demagoguing this is- issue with flat-out faulty statistics saying, what was it, 100,000 kids were in serious condition and on ventilators when pediatric studies showed it was barely above 3,000 during the entire pandemic. Uh, I think uh, it just, you know, Absolutely disgusting. And oh, by the way, uh, to show that, uh, to kind of further rub salt in the wound, uh, Biden's, uh, President Biden's inept chief of staff, Ronald Klain, uh, he retweeted a tweet by MSNBC Stephanie Rule. This is from last September when they first uh, discussed the OSHA mandate. Uh, the tweet said OSHA doing this VAX mandate as an emergency workplace safety rule is the ultimate workaround for the federal government to require vaccinations. So I I forget who it was. I think it was Justice Gorsuch. I'm not 100% sure. But he actually cited this tweet saying, yeah, uh, Mr. Klain, why don't you uh, kind of uh, give us a little insight as to this workaround that you've got planned in order to uh, mandate vaccines by putting it basically uh, companies that are over 100 employees, which are the vast majority of them uh, in the country. Okay, because they know they just can't flat out uh, do a mandate, you know, for uh, all 300 plus million uh, citizens. But they figure this is kind of a good workaround. And this was this was actually cited. So uh, the fact that this was kind of the proverbial exploding cigar in the uh, face of the Biden administration, this uh, particular workaround was uh, uh, truly delicious. I don't have time to get to much else, but uh, as if that wasn't bad enough, uh, retail sales dropped by one point nine percent. In December from the previous month of November, Christmas shopping season. How bad is consumer confidence when Christmas shopping season, when retail sales drop from the previous month? That's when you know how uh, bad things are. So it just caps off a horrible week for the Biden administration. But hard to feel too sorry for him because these were a lot of uh, self-inflicted wounds. That's for sure. Uh, Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. A funny thing happens in Minnesota in the winter, whether you like cozy nights in a cabin, meeting friends for burgers after skiing, flying down more than 22,000 miles of groomed snowmobile trails, or hiking in the silence of the woods. A funny thing happens. The coldest months of the year have a way of bringing about the warmest moments in life. Visit ExploreMinnesota.com. Sponsored by Explore Minnesota Tourism. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Hi again. This is Tim O from the Kingdom Builders. We've had a great year of helping many of you renew your roofs and or your gutters, and we just want to say thank you for allowing us the privilege of working with you. We appreciate all the kind words we hear about our crews and the detailed work they do on your home or your business. Actually, over the last couple of years, the leads we received from referrals has increased over 50%, which is quite an encouragement to us. As we look ahead to the next year, we'll continue to give thanks, and in accordance with Colossians 3.23, we'll work heartily as for the Lord and not unto men. As for referrals, if you have any friends, neighbors, or family members that need help with their roofing or gutters, feel free to shoot them our number or send their contact info to us, and we'd be happy to reach out to them and see how we might be of service. Again, our phone number at the Kingdom Builders office is 612-900-9166, or you can always check out our website at thekingdombuilders.com. May you and your families receive a special blessing through this upcoming holiday season. It's said that if you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes and it'll change. Well, the weather isn't the only thing changing. According to our latest research, local business owners today are saying it's getting harder to sustain their business than it was just a few months ago. They also told us that targeting the right audience with their advertising messages is more important than ever. At Salem Surround, our team of local in-market experts take that seriously. We utilize the latest research and marketing technology to deliver media plans that will exceed your expectations. 
Let Salem Surround show you how we can solve for your marketing challenges by bringing nationwide resources while delivering Main Street solutions. Salem Surround is here to help you through the constant changes. We promise we'll help your business stay ahead of the changing weather. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.